podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why, hello, and thank you for joining us for Season 21, Episode 19 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. I'm Tappy. Mike's not on. Check the switch. Ooh. My name is Kimmy. I'm still Tappy. I'm mm. Abria, and I don't know if my mic is on. Your mic is on. Okay, cool. You're good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything is okay here. That's not mine. <clears throat> How are you? We're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, second mm-hmm. to last weekend of the Renaissance Pleasure Fair is happening this weekend. And then next weekend is closing weekend. And then teardown. I'm going to get my life back. I love the people, <laughs> people who no longer work fair. You say the la- second to last weekend, both Tap and I reached for our drinks. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. That was amazing. I remember those days. Wow. And uh, <laughs> so if you want to come out and say hello, we're at Rogue's Reef Stage. Uh, Spring beer. 1, 2, 15, 4, and 5.45 at Felicity Cove this weekend. So there Fancy. you are. If you want to come. Come by and say hello and such things. And buy CDs. You want to buy CDs? Mm-hmm. Merch. <clears throat> Bring drinks. Uh, if you would like to... Uh, no, wait. In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, Ed from Minnesota writes in about religion and games. Again, we had an email last week about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of had a slightly different take. We, we, it, it, it almost should be its own topic. Yeah. Because right. it's a big topic. Yeah. Uh, Steve from SoCal sends three musings... And Axel from Germany uh, sends us a props-related horror story. I did not pre-read it because I want to be surprised. <laughs> mm. Uh-oh. Interesting call. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have strong feelings about it. I'm kind of hoping it's going to be... W- like the, What was that b- book by Carlton Melnick III? Um, <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> the, did you ever watch uh, Your Book is Why Daddy Drinks? Or listen to the 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 podcast. No, that I did not. Tyler, did. Tyler used yeah. to do. It was the first. It was either the first or no. The first was one of the Twilight books. I think was mm. the first one they did. Yeah. But the second one, the second one was this Carlton Melnick the third book, and it's the. <clears throat> anytime someone's got a third on it, you know they've just been purebred into like. His first name is Carlton. <laughs> like it starts off. It's Bizarro. <laughs> it's called Bizarro Fiction. Oh, that that's reassuring, right? <laughs> and I think it's called the Wizard Kobolds plus three dildo of something or other, a adventure for four to six players, levels five through ten, or something that's like that. The name of the novel? That's the title of the novel. Yes, and the novel <laughs> the novel sort of starts out as like a parody of uh, a D and D module, and the cover is a parody of a D and D module. But it's Bizarro Fiction. I think it's called Bizarro Fiction. Mm. They called it. Is that like Jabberwocky, where they just like say weird shit? No. Oh no, no, no. It, it, the no, the whole point good. of it. <laughs> right. The whole point of it is to <laughs> is to uh, shock and offend people as much as possible. Ah. So they push the limits of. There are no limits. They they talk about whatever they can think of that would will cause a, a revulsive or violent reaction from the people reading it. Hmm. It's it's cool. it's this weird. It's like sub subgenre. Something no one should ever read, and therefore we should never tell them about. Got it. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> certainly, not, <laughs> certainly not spend like five minutes of a, of a show on it. No, never. No, he actually used to come on and plug the show because they would read stuff. It was pretty funny because the first ten minutes of podcast was always, okay, so we read this. 
Oh my god, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. It was worse than the last thing we read. Yeah, it really was. It was worse than the last thing. And they actually banned all of this sh- sub-genre of literature from their show after they read one or two of them. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Because it's, that's what it's yeah. meant to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can email us if you would like to email the show. <laughs> happyjacksrpg at gmail.com that's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com and emails are getting light so now's a good time to write in an email mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, there's, only, uh, there's only a backlog of a few at this point only few. Uh, we're on twitter Blurb. happyjacksrpg all one word mm-hmm. we're also on instagram mm-hmm. happyjacksrpg all one word yeah mm-hmm. we're also on facebook happyjacksrpg all one word and if you'd like to watch the show live, you can watch the show live at happyjacks.org slash live. We do the show at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Friday nights. Yep. This is Friday, right? Yes. yes. Friday nights. <laughs> we already established this. Fairbrain is real. <laughs> <laughs> it is a thing. It's 100% a thing. Yep. <clears throat> I've, been, I've been getting a lot of sleep. That's I've been good. going to bed at like 8.30 or 9 o'clock every night. Mm. And it's helped. Yeah. <clears throat> Because yeah. we're old now. Side note: Zima's yucky. <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh, Zima is so yeah. terrible. To anyone in chat, who's like, is she drinking the Zima? She now there's did. other two varieties of Zima over there because I see black labels and blue. No, labels. it's half and half because mm. it's edgy, like the '90s. Yeah. Was. So oh. it's the ones that I turned one way yeah. have a black label. They're all the same. Oh, yeah, they all oh, they are. There's oh. only oh, one yeah. glorious flavor yeah. of Zima. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's the flavor. Yeah, I like, like to think of it as lemon astringent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With a little bit of vodka. Like I said before we started, <laughs> it's like what kids think alcohol tastes like. Right. Yeah. Like, almost good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Religion and games from Ed in Minnesota. Minnesota. <clears throat> Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh Salutations, red eared kazoo crazy anthropomorphic jackers. Wait, wow. Is he calling us furries? Red eared kazoo crazy. No, see the word furry in there. Anthropomorphic. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I think he just thinks we're anthropomorphic kazoos, which I'm fine with. Oh, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. That's cool. That makes sense. Anthropomorphizing <laughs> is what sets us apart from the animals. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually stole that from someone else. <laughs> if you don't tell, it's fine. Ed from Minnesota, now in Florida. Oh, I should. So oh. it should be Ed in, Ed in Florida, name Minnesota, right? Ah. Uh, <laughs> it's gone to crazy town. Here once again. After listening to your show at the end of April, <clears throat> where you discuss religion and gaming, I felt compelled to write in with a few thoughts I have on the topic. Notice I said compelled. That will come back later in the email. Ah. In order to talk about religion and gaming, I feel it is important. It is first important to understand what magic is and what heroes are. I'm a big fan of Earth Dawn. Woot. And have bought a few of its core I- brought a few of its core ideas into most of my games. <clears throat> One idea that I stole was that heroes are magical adepts, and their talent allows them to become superhuman in whatever path they follow. While this doesn't fit with every game, for many, it allows you to explain why heroes stand out compared to everyone else. Why can your fighter yell and cause people to drop to the ground with bloody ears? Magic. Why can you lob magic fireballs at your friends and enemies? Magic. Well, that's yep. redundant. <laughs> um, why can you... Uh, Pull a soul back from beyond to animate a corpse? Magic! With a core idea that heroes are that way because they are the source of magic, how they choose to focus it becomes their class, skill set, or whatever expression it is needed to make up the numbers on the character sheet. I think that, and this is important because this allows you to define how you want religion to work in your game. 
my D&D game, I use the Church of Light and Dark as the primary religion. Uh, all of the Egyptian gods worshipped by all, depending on what their needs are at the moment. Priests of the church are mostly not heroes, which means they don't have, have, any, have any spells. Uh, some heroes join the church and bring their abilities with them. The bishop may be a six-level fighter um, whom has de- who has dedicated himself to Set, or a six-level sorcerer, rogue, or druid. I try to make the philosophy that drives the character down a particular path, not control a religious idea. Not path, not control a religious ideal. Does that make sense? Is that a sentence? Almost. <laughs> I try to make I a philosophy that drives the character control. down a particular path, not, not control, control a, a religious, religious ideal. ideal. Just missing some punctuation. But this that's okay. it's a. I try not to make. Right. Instead of control. Yeah. It's just, there's so much in that. Whatever, we don't have to talk about the grammar of it. <laughs> this, in turn, allows me to define how gods interact with the world. Everyone knows magic is real and sees the result on a regular basis. Sometimes the perpetrators claim it is due to religious reasons, sometimes not. But nobody can deny that it's real. Where I have fun is in defining how most spells are resolved. How boring in D&D it is to cast comprehend languages... Uh, suddenly you can know any language you want. But what if the spell actually summoned an invisible imp who whispers translations in your ears and respoke your words from nearby in a whispery hiss? I can tell you it creeps the fuck out of my players. Uh, a lot of them don't use the spell after finding out how it works, but it allows me to add in a lot of, of unknown factors as to as to if the gods are real, or if they are instead only the constructs of otherworldly powers that are trying to influence this world. I think it makes the game more fun for everyone, not knowing the will of the gods. My players know that every priest has his his or her own agenda, and while they may claim to be in contact with the divine will, it is likely a load of bullshit, probably, unless they really are a prophet, and these are not just claiming to be one. Because gods are really real, and not just magic users, including fighters, bards, and rogues, etc., trying to profit from organized religion. At least, that is what I was taught in church when I was a kid. Hopefully, this helps to give an alternative way to look at magic and religion. Specifically, while every church is going to claim to do divine will, I would suggest changing the rules on how gods can interact so that there is no direct communication allowed. Throw the uncertainty back in and have the power that drives spells to be an internal focus. Don't have spells be lost if characters fall off the path. Uh, How much more terrifying is a heretic who can still use spells just as well as your high priest? It allows for more, uh, for a lot more schisms inside a religion as well. I love schisms. Uh, It also allows prayer spells to become something uncertain. Uh, are you getting divine help? But what really is the agenda of the power sending you the communication? Is it an imp fulfilling a magical obligation, telling you something it knows about your predicament? Or is it does it have an agenda and is only telling you part of the story that will get you to do what it wants you to do? If you are interested, I can write in again and add more ideas, hoping this provides others with ideas to help them in their own games. Now, for a question, do you think it is better to have religion tied directly to power, or can they be separate? I have given you my logic. Do you see flaws that I have missed? How do you feel this affects having separate theologies in play, separate parts of one theology? I sh- and should priests of a pantheon be 
at war with each other or with other pantheons. I mean, really, why would the priest of Set and Ra fight each other when Thor and Loki are trying to convert their followers? Uh, anyways, uh, this that's enough for one night. Take a shot. Yay. Mm. Oh, you're hardcore. You're actually going to try to finish that, Yeah, huh? All right. I finish what I start. All right. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to have a death pact. Yeah! Oh God! Let's do this. Our friendship is real. Yay! Hooray! Cheers! I'll, I'll take. I'll take yeah, one too. Yeah! Yeah! Fuck yeah! Because I have a beer chaser. They're worse when they're warm. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck. Zima, it's worse when it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot like your hand is. Oh, <laughs> we, we need shirts that say that. They get <laughs> oh, we'll get sued for copyright infringement. Yeah. Probably. Oh my God! You really think they're going to defend that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um. Ed from Minnesota, now Florida, uh, hoping one day to be in Hawaii. Ooh. But not when there's like lava floating around. Ooh. Yeah, but when you do, let us know so we can crash at your place. Yeah. Yeah. PPS, better have a chaser. I'm sure that shot is needing company. Yay. Uh-huh. Oh. Nice. So I kind of wanted to use this as a jumping off point to talk a kind of about <clears throat> religion. And its relationship to quote unquote mystical powers, yeah. if there should be like causal relationship or if they should be separated or and and just the the the, the greater mysteries of the universe in a game, unless of course you're actually playing demigods, right? That's right. a little different, <laughs> right? That's a little different. I've never heard of that game. What yeah. is that? Well, you can check it out at <laughs> yeah. when is on it on Sundays. On Sundays, Sundays. four to eight p.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a good, it's a good show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm caught up. Are you? It's interesting. If you drink it fast enough, you don't taste it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, you. you go ahead. And right. I'll follow. So, I mean, it's one of these things. I I like that he is advocating for there not to be a hundred percent. Like, yes, there are these gods, and this is all there can be, and everybody believes in them. I mean, a lot of people play D&D specifically that way. Um, That's always... I I like the fact that he's opening it up to other possibilities. Like, maybe you just believe in this god and it's just like a really powerful magic user who's messing with your mind. Um, I like that there's that gray area that that gives the GM a lot of stuff to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, I played in the most recent 5e game I played and I played uh, a Warforge, which was super fun and... Even though he saw people using magic and there was like cleric in the party and things like that, my Warforge was convinced, well, I was created by humans. So humans were just created by something more powerful by, than them, and they just don't understand what it is. So it wasn't that, yes, there was something that had created humans, but that he didn't believe in the gods necessarily as like divine beings. They're just yeah. like, he was like, well, you made me, so something yeah. else bigger than you made you, and yeah. you just don't yeah. understand it. They're, they're okay. dudes who made a flesh robot. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> That's a nightmare. So that was like, awesome. I mean, I so that was that. like as close to like, I guess, an atheist as you can get in in D anD D. But it was yeah. it was an interesting way to kind of navigate the world that way. Mm-hmm. And this definitely feels like a spin that's directed more at a like a a party that's like religion. <clears throat> Like mm-hmm. and if you can't say the word religion without making that snorty no- noise, like this is the way you want to go about <laughs> dealing with it. I mm-hmm. like the like anything that makes the world like bigger and more interesting. I really like so I really liked the the imp with comprehend languages. I like that. Like, yes. That's a really fun detail to add. But I also have played like I play a lot of clerics um, <laughs> in D and D, and I like that there's different like depending on the campaign and the world you guys all kind of build together. Like mm-hmm. can you defi- like define 
mortal's relationship with the with the divine, and I feel like it comes out a little bit different every time. Yeah, which is super exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, it sounds to me. Oh, I don't play clerics. I play people who think they're clerics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's are, an important and are, distinction. And are wrong. And are 100 wrong. 100 wrong. That's amazing. <laughs> super interesting, <laughs> but wrong. Um, I killed it. <laughs> wow. It, what it sounds like you're I saying. I really not taste it anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what it sounds like you're saying here is ambiguity in religion creates drama. Mm. And that's, like, all these different things are just kind of examples of that. Of that idea of, like, we don't know what really is out there. Yeah. And a lot of us are used to playing D&D, are used to playing fantasy games where there is no ambiguity. Yeah. You know exactly who created the world. You know exactly who is the good side. You know exactly who is the bad side. Um, and I like that idea of, the, yeah. like, ambiguity of it. Um um, causing drama or make it so that things are different than a cleric might expect. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I used to run an Exalted game, and there's the backstory of that is, is fucking huge, but basically, like, the gods kind of disappear when they kill the primordials, kind of like in um, mm-hmm. uh, Greek <coughs> mythology. They kill the primordials and nice. go into the Jade Pleasure Dome and then disappear. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, they're having fun, the Jade Pleasure Dome. And I like to run it as the Jade Pleasure Dome is actually a game between them and these really crazy, powerful beings uh, in the wild that are of pure chaos that are trying to destroy all of reality all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so the Primordials were playing this game against them. Like, because when they uh, agree to something, then they have to do it. That creates form, which is what allowed for all the creation to exist. Okay. So the Primordials were kicking ass and were just about to win, and then the gods kick down the door and that their exalted come in and, and kill the primordials and then the gods go and go oh we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> we're nice. fucked and that's why everything is kind of falling down there's all this other stuff that happens but that idea of the gods are in oh they're in this jade pleasure dome no it's it's something completely different I think is interesting and yeah. then build stuff off of that for the rest of the thing of how the world works um, leads people to come into pockets of ambiguity of, wait a second, it shouldn't be like this. Why is it like this? Why are they funneling all of this essence towards these things? Yeah. Um, it also sounds like there's this idea that you're working with here, Mr. Ed, Ed, from, Ed Minnesota. from Minnesota. From Minnesota. <laughs> um, Florida. That, that followers are a currency. Mm-hmm. Right? That they're fighting yeah. over followers. That's kind of a common trope. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And that's not one that you necessarily have to have. Like, if you look in, in mythological, like, Ragnarok, etc., nothing has to do with how many followers they have. It's fighting for the fate of the world between these different gods. Yeah. Um, so you can have that as a trope, or you can have... That's why Set and Ra are fighting each other, because Set wants to literally destroy the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe his followers follow that because of whatever belief they have that it's coming to a better world or they'll go to a better place or, or right. what have you. And you can have that whole follower thing be something that the followers do for earthly power instead of that it's something that the gods actually want. Like That might be an interesting thing to throw on top of that. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what actually powers the gods, what the gods actually care about is something else. Right. Yeah. And that has more of that ambiguity um, I think when you religion. I think when you add in multiple pantheons though that is like an interesting thing cuz you're right like in Ragnarok like they aren't fighting over you know followers but if suddenly you have a whole another pantheon who's not related to them mm-hmm. introduced maybe they do start fucking caring it's like well no 
Because, like, I mean, when you're talking about uh, specific mythologies, it's like everyone, North mythology, everyone who was there believed in that shit. Yeah. Right. So it was like if someone had shown up and been like, hey, I believe mm-hmm. in, you know, the Egyptian pantheon, they would have been like, hold your roll. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, so that interest, adding that second element, um, mm-hmm. which sometimes is missing in D&D and games like that, too. They have their pantheon. So it's like maybe throwing in another another set, like like mm-hmm. he brings up the Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have a yeah. question. Does D and D specifically call it a pantheon? Yeah. Is, yes. is it a collection? Is it literally? This is the collection of gods that are known to exist. Well, or is it? Here are the gods of the of the various monotheistic religions. Do you see? The, do you see the distinction I'm making? Because mm-hmm. in a in a in a in a, in a in a uh, a religion that has a pantheon, yeah, you will pray to this god when you need these things, yeah, and you yeah. will pray to that. You believe in all of them, mm-hmm. and you will you will pray to all of them under various circumstances, which is different than having a world where there are various different gods and various different peoples worship these gods. Yeah. That creates an entirely different religion and politics. My understanding of it is that, yeah, it's it's closer to the, like, you believe in... A lot of it's, like, racially broken down, so, like, dwarves have their own, like, pantheon, and, like, you, like, you supplicate to one god more than the other, but it does. it's never to the exclusivity of other ones. Like, everything is accepted as true. Mm-hmm. But I also like the idea that, like, that's a problem with D&D. Like, yeah. if you walked into, like, the Sword Coast and were like, hey, by the way, all religions are true, and if you like one god enough, you can get powers, like... Everyone should be a cleric. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so true. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, every kid that believes powers. in Santa is like, if I believe in Santa, I will get presents. Hail Santa. Yeah. Like, everyone should grow up and be like, I believe in all of this. And then you this. can shoot presents, like, out of your I hands. would like Fireball, please. <laughs> Whichever you can that. So I always get... <laughs> so I always get thrown off when they have, like, the rogue in the party who's like, I don't believe in any of this, like... You saw me. I electrified him and then ate his soul. It's real. That's a thing. Put well, your I mean, knives away. Can, can you have can you have that world where you have clerics with actual observable powers and still have atheists? I don't think so. Like there's a level of stubbornness, I, so. I guess, that you I could just be so. like, well, I mean, I was sure. stubborn. There, there are people yeah. who believe that the earth is flat and we never went to the moon. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're only right it. about part of that. They're only, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Steve. Just immediately, like, yeah, I'm going to take one of these. Earth is flat. I'm very tall. No, I, saw the, I don't see the curve. I saw the picture of the solar system. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so it's all the planets and this little flat yeah. Yeah. Earth. Yeah. That <laughs> killed me. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm. Well, I think. Do you forget what you're saying? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah that's hilarious. Good job. <laughs> what was no, I talking I, about? But what I'm, what I'm wondering is. I mean, it, let's say I'm in a fantasy world, mm-hmm. and I'm a, of a skeptical nature. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's magic. I can see there's magic. I don't know what powers magic, but I know there's magic. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that this guy who worships cord and can do stuff is just harnessing the same magic that the oh, wizards are, and it doesn't so. have anything to do with a big right. sky I, in the sky? Yeah, see, that's... You see what I'm saying? I, I mean, I me also just being super stubborn. You're saying someone had to be super stubborn to not believe in the gods in D and D. Like my <laughs> character, like yeah, if you can find that logical connection, like I mean, sure, like 
this a great example of this is like the Thor movies. Like there's like, oh, this is, you know, a blah 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 and then Jane Foster shows up and she's like, Oh, that's a da 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 and it's like magic versus I can't think of any Science. of the actual words. <laughs> yeah. I have it's no like, idea what we're talking about anymore. I do. <laughs> so, yeah. It's that, like, yeah, when she's like having surgery. Yeah, on the herself. Soul, she, she, he calls it the soul forge and he call, she calls it something that's scientific. Like MRI. Yeah, like, or something. Isn't yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's like what they what they see as magic, she knows the science of, which is why it exists. So I can see how in D D if you play a character, like you were saying, you're like, Oh, yeah, you got you have magic powers, but it's because, you know, you've sold your soul to the super powerful imp or whatever it is. He brought up imps, and now that's like right. stuck in my head. Yeah. I'm sure there's not a powerful imp that powerful. That'd be, That'd be awesome, amazing. <laughs> or there's some, <laughs> so, yeah. or you're engaging in some sort of alchemy or something right. that you're not even involved Absolutely. in a supernatural being. Or, or some like like they're charlatans. Yeah, exactly. Trying to convince you. Yeah. Well, they might. They, 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 they're, what they're doing might be efficacious, mm-hmm. but it may not necessarily be magic. It, there may maybe that maybe this guy thinks, well, you've just you know discovered some weird form of medicine that yeah. we don't understand yet. Yeah. Right. Or or it could be. Oh no, there's magic. I have no idea why it's there. But I don't believe in cord. Yeah. Right. Until cord shows up, and you're like, right. "Oh goddamn!" Right. Well, or I mean, maybe some of the gods are real, and maybe yeah. one of them, you know, and like he's saying, I think he brought up at one point, maybe they're, you know, they, you know, I can't. I keep going with Thor because I'm focused on that. I don't know why, but like, <laughs> like if Loki wanted to set up, like he he pretends to be Odin for part of it. Right. Like, what if there's a trickster god, or maybe there's a demon who's not, you know, just been thrown down or whatever, and. So instead of being like, hey, come be evil with me, it's like, oh, let me start a religion where all these people think they're doing good right. and give them power. Yeah. And then it's like, it doesn't, it turns out they're not one of the gods at all. And I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of ways you can play with that that isn't like, oh, this is the pantheon of gods that everyone believes in. Yeah. That's a good point. I like it, that. It's still that part of ambiguity can cause drama yeah. in a religious yes. sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and surety is not dramatic. Ever. No. That is um, And if you don't want drama there, well, don't worry about it, but mm-hmm. right. I think it's more interesting to have that ambiguity. But keep religion in your game, because that's how you get the Met Gala. <laughs> you yes, the, the, Met you Gala. the Met Gala. Oh my god, the crazy from the Met Gala. Yama. She is my young poet. Uh, heavenly bodies. <gasps> the, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm preparing okay. for the uh, Blood, Blade and Tusk campaign, yes. yeah. um, which is going to be decidedly dark, yeah. because I'm going to be playtesting new rules. And you've said it on air now, so you're not allowed to change your mind again. No, no, I, no, because I, I, I want to run this... No, no, because I have something I specifically want to play test. Okay, good. Okay, because cool. I, I basically wrote up demonic magic. You know, you know, the world is nice. There's the Catholic Church, and then orcs show up, so the Crusades never happened, and blah 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 blah. So there's these giant fights for mm-hmm. Europe, uh, and then of course there's also the orcs bring magic with them. There had already been magic on the earth, but it was very, very quiet and very yeah. secret. Mm-hmm. But the orcs bring it, so now there's like the sort of whole witchcraft thing is real thing happens because. Mm. Most of the church didn't really believe in witchcraft, yeah. right. but now they know it exists. So there's a, now an inquisition that's going out trying to hunt down people who are practicing witchcraft and but I, recruit them. No, that's no, dumb. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> I believe that they would do that. Maybe, but still, maybe some of them might. No, no, no. no I believe some that. Yes, yeah, some of them. I, might. I believe like, that they would go them and kill them, but yes. not by but, doctrine. But they should recruit them. Yes. But one of the things I wanted to come up with because one of the, the the Catholic Church or the 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 Church at that point the the Christian Church at that era because there really wasn't anything other Christian Church at that yeah. era gets a real 
uh, real real bad rap in that game mm-hmm. because it's pretty much nothing but oppression and meddling mm-hmm. with local politics and things like that. So I wanted to ta- create an option where well, there's kind of they kind of need to be around. So mm-hmm. I came up with this the rules for demonic magic, mm-hmm. which is literally practiced by those who worship fallen angels. Mm-hmm. So these people will get together and summon fallen angels who can only exist on the earth for a very brief period of time before they have to possess someone. Mm-hmm. So it's all it, all the rules deal with possession and what happens to a character who's been possessed and what sort of I abilities like to they to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because it in the game. <laughs> It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be bleak because. Yeah. A, and one of the one of the things because I may, I put in all the rules for um, for exorcisms because mm-hmm. there's an order within the church that performs exorcisms once a bishop has verified that four out of the six tests of possession. So have like been for passed. real Catholic church rules. Yeah. So yeah. Good. yeah. No, no. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing a lot of reading. So Are gonna show up in one of the Met Gala outfits? I'm like. Let's <laughs> oh God, What's the hat called? A mitre. A mitre? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to start bedazzling um, a mitre. You'll have a mighty mitre. <laughs> mighty mitre. That's my name. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but That's but awesome. in, in it, e- even the most devout people in the church don't have any special powers. Right. They have more a, more of an ability to resist being possessed. That's good. But they don't have... they mm-hmm. Miracles are... Mm, mm-hmm. Maybe witchcraft. Because they're very, they're very much like about... Yeah. God doesn't give people powers. Mm-hmm. Now, where does he the used to, but he doesn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, where does the power of the orcs come from? Oh, uh, th- there's a there's a physical. Uh, that's a manifestation of, of sort of another of another reality, and oh, that's okay. the same. That's the same as because there's also human magic that's existed for probably okay. thousands of years, but has been kept very secret ever since the whole. It's like Druidish. There's a there's a druid tradition. There's mm-hmm. also a tradition that's that's yeah. more little Middle right Eastern. Now. I don't want right. to give yeah. all the okay. specifics out. It's it's druish. It's druish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were druish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. That sounds awesome. That sounds but, very cool. But I, <clears throat> but I, I wanted to I included that because it, the church gets a bad rap in that game. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to have an aspect of it where it's like. They have a purpose. Mm, yeah, there, there's yeah. actually there's there's actually something there. there, there there's a real reason they're here. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. like the idea of the church as not necessarily like people walking around doing God's magical will, but like they are a stabilizing force for humanity. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, but other people have magic. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> do not do that thing though. <laughs> And then sprinkle some water and just hope it goes away. Right. <laughs> and then runs away really fast. That feels very good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I've been doing all wow. kinds of research about the the what are the, the, the what are they, the seven sacraments and, yeah, the, and the six signs of possession and all that stuff. So. Yes. Mm. Have you watched It'll a bunch be. of Supernatural? I feel like that's necessary. No, I watched. I don't think that's real. What's the series? <laughs> <laughs> the ex- the Dean Exorcist. and Sam are real. <laughs> the Exorcist is so good. The Exorcist yeah. series. Yeah. One of that's one of the things. One of the signs is an extra pupil. What? Yeah. You haven't seen that in the Exorcist, the series? No, I haven't watched the series. Also, nipples, right? Like extra nipples. Oh, that's witchcraft. Never that's mind. witchcraft. I know, but there's there's a <laughs> sorry. There was something in there about like if they have <laughs> one of the signs of possession was someone had a moat in their eye. Mm. And that was the pupil of the demon that, or the fallen that no. had possessed them. Yeah. <clears throat> so they would, you know, they'll, they'll roll their eyes up into their head, and 
That is so the demon can see, see what's going on around oh. them. <laughs> so it'll be like a little speck that is the demon's <gasps> people. I like that. It's creepy. creepy. It's creepy. That's amazing. So, but I, cool. the, the, this whole idea of, of how to treat religion in RPGs is a fascinating subject mm. to me. Because it, you, want it, you want it to seem real to the players. Yeah. You, mm. you want the... You, you, and that's one of the reasons that I, when I came up with the setting, I used a re- real religions. I didn't want to use right. mm-hmm. yeah. made up ones because you want it because there's a certain zeitgeist that's going to happen amongst us because we all know whether we believe in the religion or not, we're all f- at least familiar enough with it. Yeah. And it gives it a certain level of authenticity yeah. that, you know, worshiping Ugok <laughs> may not. Although yeah. Ugok rocks, don't yeah. get me wrong. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like the flavor you're trying to shoot for, yeah. right. whether or not you want your players to walk in with like, all of the preconceived baggage that mm-hmm. you come in with, like what yeah. you know of religions, up until the point mm-hmm. where you sit down and roll some dice, right? And like, yeah, depending on the kind of campaign you want to run, sometimes you're like, we need Ugak, because right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just need to like just jump into some magic, please. <laughs> and Ugak has his place, yeah. yeah, with his you know flappy appendages. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what this is in my brain. Hail, just doing hail this Ugak awful. and his flappiness, right? <laughs> Oh god! All right. Thank you. Sorry, we're not done yet. Yeah, we're not done yet. (laughs) I feel like before you mess with, especially if you're playing D and D, because people walk into D and D with a very kind of set expectation of how religion is going to be. Before you mess with this too much, you should definitely talk to your players. Oh, absolutely. Before you start your game, because you don't want someone to create, you know, a character that's like very based on oh yeah, you know, the traditional uh, kind of pantheon belief. And mess with them too much without. We're using all Egyptian gods. Yeah, well, yeah. not that, but also like, oh, it turns out the god you've been worshiping is fake. Like, you want to give yeah. them a like, heads up. Like, mm-hmm. you may not want to say it. Like, maybe you want that as part of your story, but you want to like at least have that conversation where you're like, hey, just so you know, the pantheon is not exactly like it is in you know the books. I yeah. might mess with it a little bit. Like, and I aware. think in most games, the answer about whether a particular god really exists or not don't ever need to be answered. That's true, and yeah. I kind of like that keeping mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah, yeah. I I have a certain pet peeve though about, and this is kind of a trope that happens in a lot of games where all of these like different species pantheons are proven, shown to exist one hundred percent, except for humans, who is yeah. ambiguous. And that's just that's just kind of annoying to me because why why would you worship the human god that's ambiguous when you know that the elves god one hundred percent exists because he created this thing right mm-hmm. but um, elf god can't see you because you're not willowy <laughs> and slim and slender enough with well, pointy so ears yeah right right um, it's one of the things that happens a lot in like Warhammer or Warhammer forty k specifically where it's like yay we have a god that's some dude who's you know, being kept alive, but he's mostly dead. <laughs> yeah, but that's, he still eats God. a thousand souls. But he still eats. Hey, he eats a thousand <laughs> souls a day. To keep going, or else he would die. That's right. Our God, our God's on life support. That's yes. our God. That's right. And then there's the chaos gods that are like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And well, th- do they make minis for them though? There's no Nurgle yeah. mini, is there? No, but there are minis of the like major demons of them. Oh, so that's you, true. you know right. they exist. Like right. they have mm-hmm. they have so many demons. I don't right. know what god you said, but it sounded like you said normal, which Nurgle. is the, the purple cat oh, from, from uh, Garfield. Uh, Garfield, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Normal is a chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Such yeah. Uh-huh. This tracks. <laughs> Sweet. That seems legit. <laughs> Goes <All right>. inch. <laughs> All right, I think now we're done. Huzzah. Rubik Marines. Rubik Marines. Oh yeah. 
inches the poo. I was super excited oh, though. Oh man, it's like a, it's a scenario where everybody does exactly what you want them to. It never happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you like Rubric Marines. I too. Yes. <laughs> Magic I, robots. Yes. In Discord yesterday, I forget who it was. They were showing uh, Warhammer minis. Mm-hmm. There's finally one that somebody posted that's a woman who's not in high heels. I was so excited. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, the new, the new Rogue Trader. The Rogue yeah. Trader. She's, like, badass. She's got the awesome outfit on, and yeah, boots. Is that Yeah, and, yeah. like, like <laughs> half-inch heels. Yeah, this little, like... Is that why... It, no, is that a mini for an RPG, or is that a mini for Warhammer? It, it, no, it looks like it's a game kind of like... Um, oh, like, a, like a, a different mini game? Like a yeah, yeah, like a board game sort of like that's um, happening... Oh, what's that game they came out with? Imperial Assault. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to help. I'm going to read the email Age, and wait quietly. Um, we don't know. Horus Heresy. Maybe. Wasn't there sure. like a boxed uh, Horus Heresy? Um, there was uh, the one for Death Watch. What the fuck were they called? Fighting against uh, uh, Nids. The tier- yeah, uh, I can't remember. That. I, yeah, it's like like. That, no, it's, it's I'll, I'll like remember that. it later. And go, oh my god, I know that game because I, I played it. I love when we talk about stuff that none of us know what it no, is. No, 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 yeah. I know what it is. It's it's Death Watch fighting Tyranids. Yeah, I think it's called Death Watch. Space Hulk. No, it's called Space, Space Hulk. Hulk. Okay, that's right. it. It looks like it's kind of like Space Hulk. Okay. okay. So it's a, it's a, like a little standalone game. Yeah, yeah. That you can rob game. the minis out of to yeah. play Warhammer. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Do that. All right. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Ed from Florida, Nay. Florida. Florissota. Ooh. Fizzy Bublik. Yeah, that sounds like a soda with lots of fluid. You don't mess with the Zohan? Fan, not fan? I like it. Okay. I just watched it again. First time I've seen it in years. I'm a fan. I think that's like the last of the Sailor movies before I'm like... <sighs> fizzy Bublik. The drink. <laughs> just love that stuff. <laughs> fizzy Bublik. I have burped nonstop yeah, since the beginning of the And I've watched everyone do it too. I'm like, it's not just me. No. This is tummy Bublik. hell. <laughs> what have you done? You know what helps is to drink a little water. What's water? Never heard of it. <laughs> it's the stuff that's Never touch the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, three no. random musings from Steve and Sokol. Mm. Who would like to read the three random? Or maybe one of you can read one of them and another because there's only three. There are, there are, there are many. Oh, there's like there parts to this email. All right. Why don't yeah, we split it in three, a part? It's three musings. All right. Okay. Random musings. Should we roll a D3? Or you just do them in order. Yeah, we'll just do them. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, you have a D6, but I know how to convert it. There's a what? special formula. <laughs> 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 oh, God. All right. I'm going to start reading. Did you want to start reading? Abri, go. What? Okay. Wait. <clears throat> Greetings, douchebags. I went simple just to feed Tappy's nostalgia. Aw, thanks. <laughs> I bring you a missive in multiple parts for your enjoyment and consideration. Part the first. A glimpse of the horror story that was my first gaming experience from days of yore. My very first experience playing D&D First Edition as an eight-year-old has me single-handedly playing an entire party of novice adventurers, including a three-foot-tall halfling fighter, inexplicably wielding a six-foot-long two-handed sword, and a ten-foot metal pole, and a few others trekking across the savannah towards a nearby dungeon, because reasons. Along the way, one party member was killed in a random encounter with the bullet. Bullet. Bullet? Ah, that's not how bullets spelled. Cool, thank you. It's a monster. I'm dumb at games. I should leave now. (laughs) (laughs) You should never leave, ever. It's a heavily armored burrowing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like a shark that's made of metal that goes through land. Like a mighty mole. I like it. Okay. But being the greedy murder hobo I was, I made sure to strip him of all his valuables before burying him. Of course. Good job. That's just called due diligence. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Next, I spied a hobgoblin village atop a nearby hill. Thinking to myself, hobgoblins are evil monsters. I must kill them all. My two remaining characters charged headfirst at the walled village of, a do- of dozens of higher-leveled monsters and were promptly cut down. Awesome. Uh-huh. As it should happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> My brother, who was DMing at the time, had pity on me and gave me a mulligan, but I was insistent that these foul creatures had to be eliminated. Oh, no. I just rolled poorly. <laughs> Oh, there's not so a horror story. This is hilarious. <laughs> Once again, tried to pit my two first level characters against a small army of hobgoblins, failing miserably, of course. We rinsed and repeated this feeble attempt a few more times before moving on, but to this day, my simple minded, they're bad, it must be killed, resonates with my first misguided experience with the hobby. Yeah. Much credit, though, to my high school aged brother who was willing to humor his annoying younger sibling <laughs> and get me into this hobby. hobby. Yay. Like. You entertain the hell out of your brother. He was yeah. just like, yes, keep throwing yourself at this problem. It will go better this time. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I Do you want me to keep reading or are we coming in? You should take more bards. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. More bards. Exactly. More what you need is gem in the holograms yeah. as first level D&D characters. I like that. Because that will totally win. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, yeah, it would. It's truly Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. All right. Do part B, Tappy. Uh, part B. A question on traveling with large parties. In my primary gaming group, we tend to have five to six players for most games. But I struggle in some with the logistics of in-game travel. Whether it's a modern or fantasy game, you're likely to get into situations where one to two party members can, can afford a horse, or you have access to a four-seater sedan. But not something that could reasonably fit six kitted out shadow runners or armed travelers or armored barbarians. Even if you try to get this around this by providing full-size conversion vans or wagons, they tend to be on the ungainly side of things and rather conspicuous. Ice cream truck. <laughs> right. That's not creepy. Uh, <laughs> this topic could also easily venture into the realm of group stealth roles and other similar large group movement discussions. Frankly, even with a party of four people, similar concerns are relevant as four armored thugs showing up to question some innocent bystander is not a socially acceptable event. <laughs> Do you have any tips on keeping the party together while maintaining realism? Nope. Don't. Uh, I, <laughs> I have some, some thoughts on this. Uh-huh. Go. Uh, number one, if you are that concerned about realism, and these are adventures, how the fuck do they not have a horse? Yeah. You're an adventure. You travel from place to place doing adventure thingies. How how would you survive? They ate the horse. Like okay, like if you are stuck somewhere and you desperately and you can't go anywhere, like you're a shit adventurer. So maybe you should talk to your players beforehand about how they travel around, how they actually mm-hmm. do stuff. Uh, that, that's a good idea. The the other thing is whoever hires them gives them a horse. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you don't have to provide a a fucking buggy or anything like that because that is difficult to do. Yeah, just whoever hires them gives them a horse. I mean, the Bagginses didn't show up with horses. I'm sure, hop, uh, uh, you know. You're uh, talking about the dwarves? No, no the, the, the dwarves did. No, the hobbits. They didn't show up. They, they probably don't have big horses. No. Right? Ponies. So, yeah. Um, they, they were provided for that. They, they walked most a lot of it. All of it. Yeah. Just, yeah. They actually yeah. walked. Okay. But <laughs> regardless... <laughs> You can walk. You can walk. You can walk. Um, 
But, uh, but I get the, the problem of like it's it, just a bunch of birds. Basically, what it is, is if somebody's hiring them, them to do something with many gold, probably can provide right. a horse. The, I mean, the, the reason you wouldn't want to you know go take a we- weeks or months long journey somewhere is you're probably not carrying enough water, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to rely on the fact that you're going to have water when it's time to to bed down for the night. Right. And if there isn't. You better hope you have enough on you, and you better hope the next leg of your trip the next day you're going to find water. It's so, like when people go go backpacking yeah. up here mm-hmm. in the Sierras. They know, okay, we know there's water here, there's water here, there's water here, so we have to be able to make it to these places in one day. If we don't, we don't get to refill our canteens. That's, yeah. one I think, yeah. one of the major limitations. And, and so if you want that level of realism, you have to start having people plan for this. And right. if they can't do it, they can't go. Right. Yeah. So they have to figure it, figure it the fuck out. And if that is... What you're going for is that is one of the the puzzles mm-hmm. they have to figure out. Have them figure it the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have shadow runners who can't get around, I mean, again, they're how are they shadow runners? How do they have any rep whatsoever, mm-hmm. like getting places? Uber, um, Uber. Uber, yeah, they yeah. can yeah. Uber places. Exactly. Then have them do that. You know, how would you get to to uh, runs if you don't have a uh, a motorcycle? Or maybe it's well, Uber. I do this. Cool, that's what you do. Yeah, right. Goblins, I mean, goblins, head right, um, Uber. But again, like, give it to them to figure out as a puzzle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot of what we do in role playing. Yeah. Is figure out puzzles. You know, even combat can be considered a puzzle. So make them figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, and I, I think you just have to remember the limitations of how much a person can carry. I yeah. mean, if you're talking about like a fantasy setting, how much can these people carry? Mm-hmm. You know what food weighs. You know what water weighs. So they can only carry a certain amount. That's the max distance, and they better help fucking find a brook or something mm-hmm. along the way, or they're screwed. Right. You need to make it matter though, because if you're going to uh, like, usually what I do in games is like hand wave the travel time. Like, if you're planning to hand wave the travel time, don't fucking like deal with the minutia of whether they have horses or not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, don't yeah. be like, this is a puzzle you have to solve. Oh, and then you're there. Yeah. It's like no. If you're gonna if you're gonna like be nitpicky nitpicky about this, like be nitpicky about the whole trip, and they have to do the right. trip. Yeah, like it has and to mean the campaign something. Campaign is the journeying yeah. of it, and not the. Yeah, I if, can't stand this personally in games. Well, general, yeah. generally, that's. Um, uh, yeah, I'm super ADHD. Yeah, so like I oh, I have to take keep track of all of this. Fourteen that's great. days of travel. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would do is say, okay, mark off 14 days of water, mark off 14 days of food. If you don't have, is anyone running out? Oh, you only have four days of water. Okay, on day five, you've run out of water. Mm-hmm. You are about here. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know, and, then, and then fast forward to those Or, or you can even just tell them it will take 14 days of food and water. Can you get that? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Now you Prepare have to do something. Yeah. Leave, figure out or, like or you can go and then you find trail. out in that place. Right. Yeah. Yes, no. This is but, a nightmare. But that's what this is. Yeah. This is a hundred percent Oregon Trail. And some people yeah. like that. Yeah. Some people like that. <laughs> it's absolutely true. I, I mean, I loved Oregon Trail. And if I like knew ahead of time this was a game I'd sitting down, I was sitting down for, I might enjoy it. Yeah. If I was sitting down, if, if, like you say, what I'd do, but you'd never do this, Stu. You'd never do this in a game, I don't feel like. Yeah. So, I mean, now that I've said that, you might now. Oh, this but, kind of minutia? I no. stopped doing it. Right. I used yeah. to GURPS yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Right. What? But I feel like if I sat down to one of your games and suddenly you were like, I would be like, where am I? Who are you? What if we been? <laughs> where am I now? <laughs> unless like, unless uh, there's a reason for it to be a major plot point. Yeah. 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 Right. I've played right. Don't Starve before. Like, there are games where you're like, I'm going to sit down and like just try to like scratch out a meager existence but like if the point of this is like I want to be vaguely realistic while having a fantasy adventure yeah 
please just make them pay the amount of gold before time to like get <laughs> you to where they're going. Yeah, absolutely. That though. Or bring someone with create water and yeah. great food. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I, I de- <laughs> exactly. He, he gets to ride the horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I DM a game of like upwards of like eight, 13 to 15 year old boys. And their rule now is that two of them get to walk down the street and one of them sits in the mage's weight box, or the rest of them sit in the mage's weight box, which is like a pocket dimension where they wait for something to happen. What? And they can just like look through a little window. It's like the sunken place. <laughs> <laughs> and get out. And it's the only way I can keep like a bunch of squirrely boys. Like, <laughs> two of you, just two of you do this thing. The rest of you wait quietly. <laughs> like, I can't. I cannot with the realism you of the You literally road. put them like in the penalty box. You yeah. sit, sit over there and They're be quiet. They're in a timeout zone. <laughs> yeah. That's and like they've created like a magical Xbox inside it, and they just sit there and talk quietly about whatever video game they give a shit about that day, and That's it's amazing. wonderful. That's hilarious. So that I don't know. I don't know how to help with this. I'm sorry. I feel like yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I feel like this is a situation though where you're gonna find out just how murder hoboey your party is. Yeah. Because they're gonna be like, oh, we don't have water. Oh, look, there's a farmhouse. Oh God. <laughs> they all just turn into the hound from Game of Thrones. Jesus. A hundred percent. This is what's gonna happen. So be ready for that. You are gonna make it through winter anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like so good. This is like the reaction to this. Like, so be ready when you when you make these things. This important, they're going to become that important right. to the characters. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to do this, and I, I do not suggest you don't, but if you are going to do this, make sure you have your starvation and dehydration rules. And <laughs> if they don't exist, make them. Make them up. Because oh, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have, you got to back it up. You got to back it up with. Uh, oh yeah, do they have tents yeah, too? Because you know it's starting to get cold, That's and right. so they might get hypothermia at night. That's right. <laughs> So you got to pack that too, yeah. but I mean that's too much for your horse. So now we need a pack horse. Hold right. on, but do you wear your armor all day long? Because then you're sweating, and it should actually take oh, more water no. than normal. Oh, yeah. And also, if it gets cold at night, you might get hypothermia. Like <laughs> struggle. <laughs> you know, what you could do. You could just get one of the little sim versions of Oregon Trail and just like just just play, have them play Sorry. that <laughs> <laughs> in between. Like, okay, it's time to travel. Everybody, pull out your so, yeah. your phone. So basically, so good. determine what level of realism yeah. you want. <laughs> Just actually take them hiking. Yeah, don't go. We're going to Joshua Tree. We're playing a game. (laughs) Bring enough water. Yeah. It's all Donner, party of one. What are we doing? In modern days, it'd be a lot easier. Because now, I mean, they have those, those, like, micro filter straw things where you can go to, like, the gankiest river and go... Right, yeah. and drink out of the straw, and yeah. yeah. So I, I read a recent report that shows that the um, flowing water in California has much less giardia in it than was previously thought. Oh, really? And it was mostly because hikers are terrible at sanitation. Oh. I believe they're, that they're carrying it around themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but drink through the the straw and don't yes. just drink it anyway. <laughs> no. you, don't want giardia. <laughs> you don't want Giardia when you're a 20, 20 mile hike from civilization. You, you, no you don't. That's gonna suck. Or ever. Yeah. That's a never. lot of potty breaks. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Sanitation's right. your number yeah. one concern. Part, <laughs> part Sorry, four. I'm allergic to hiking. Are we there already? <laughs> oh, I thought we had part, okay. part four. This is my job. Epic magic slash engineering. Completely unrelated to the previous topics. What are your feelings about large-scale feats of magic or engineering in games? To elaborate, NPC often NPCs or plot devices are capable of feats that aren't normally available to PCs. I worry that this can cause disempowerment concerns. For example, this NPC wizard has a magical house powered by a chain fire elemental. Hello, Howl's Moving Castle. Castle Yeah. Yay. Which is <laughs> super cool. 
Perhaps the PCs can interact with this or inherit it, but the rules don't actually support them creating their own. I lean towards uh, explaining such things by saying, sure, if your wizard spends years tinkering with this project, they can capture their own elemental and harness it. Or, when you find this ritual, recruit 20 other magic users and sacrifice a bunch of people, and you can destroy a city instead of just firing off some magic missiles. Magic seems the easiest candidate for examples, but I think, uh, but I can think of technological things as well, where only the ancients managed to engineer worlds, despite the fact that characters can only buy a small ship from Joe's used spaceship emporium. <laughs> However, I wonder if there's any other approaches you can come up with. See Steve in SoCal, the grimace on the forums. P.S. Bet you're wondering where Port Charlie went. Part Charlie. Charlie went. Sorry. Part, Port Charlie's down the Port, street. Yeah, that's totally different. It's <laughs> a bar. Part Charlie went. P.P.S. Nice. I'll never tell. P.P.P.S. I'm going to assume my feeble attempt at humor just fell flat, in which case I now apologize. We Forget accept it. your apology. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly fell flat because I fucked it up, but yeah. All right. I have feelings about this. Go. That's shocking. Go. Yes. Um, that's how they do it in Apocalypse World, is you can make anything you want, but I will tell you what you need to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I would like to make a nuclear missile. Cool. Well, you need to get plutonium, and then you need to get all the things to build all the hardware, yeah. and then you need to learn how to program, and then you need to <laughs> get some computers and learn how to program, then you need to get a launch pad, and blah, 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 blah. Like, all these things that you need to and get. And rocket fuel. And yeah. 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 And when you yeah. do that, you can make the, the nuclear, nuclear missile. missile. That's, that's totally cool. Um... <laughs> There's also a thing that I have with, like, why would you have, let's say uh, we're playing a modern-day game, and you just fly somewhere in a private jet. One person says, that private jet's awesome. I'm going to build a private jet. You wouldn't do that. No. You just fucking buy one. Right. So why, if you're running in Howl's Moving Castle, like, I'm going to build a castle. It's only going to take me 25 years. Yeah. (laughs) And it's going to be way more expensive than buying it because I have to get all of the things to make all this stuff Mm -hmm. rather than somebody already having them. Right. So, like, why would you make your own G6? Why would you reinvent the wheel if you could just buy it? Exactly. And, And if you can't buy it, well, murder hobos and people and, take and yeah, and take it and take it. See <laughs> yeah. our last email. If you don't have water. Yeah. Kill I mean, people and get water. Right? Exactly. I mean, or do what you have to do to get these things. Right. But sounds like the DM is offering yeah. you a Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah. Just kill the wizard. Just yeah. There you go. Um, or will killing the wizard break break <gasps> the enchantment? Well, that's it's, but it just it sounds so weird to me to be like I'm going to build this things like. Houses are great, so I will build a house. Why don't you just buy it? Buy a house. Right. Well, or have or commission somebody to, to build it for you. Yeah. What's fun is adventuring. Mm-hmm. But this is also a world without building codes, so it's a lot easier <laughs> to build a house. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> sure. But I mean, that's that's kind of my thing. Is like, why build stuff yourself? You can design it yourself and have somebody build it. Yeah. Or buy it from somebody. That happens a lot, though. Yeah. It happens a lot. I mean, someone sees a mage with something cool. Or, like, you know, a, you know, a, uh, a game exists where there's a floating city. Right. Someone, somewhere along the line, did the enchantment that made that thing happen. Yeah. Right. And you can, I can easily see a mage going, I want to know how to do that spell. Yeah. And then, of course, that spell doesn't exist in the book. Right. It's like the Pinterest for wizards. Like, (laughs) oh, I want to do that myself. (laughs) Nailed it. Put it on the board. (laughs) Like a floating house, like, on one side. It's it's all rickety and shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) You need the the Pinterest and the Pinterest fail. Oh, my God. You need it so bad. It's a dirt rolling slowly (laughs) in your kitchen as you look confused. It's fine. No, there's, there's probably... 
you know, hundreds of enchantments mm-hmm. that do a yeah. building, a floating city like that. Sure. I was like, or just look at that city. I would like to build me a city like that. Oh, man. That that takes a long time. That sounds like a lot of not adventuring. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like the idea that, like, if your player wants to do something, like, there's enough in the rules to let you do it, but, like, put the onus on them to figure it out. Yeah. Right. So you're like, I want a Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, what spell? Like, you know all the spells that are in the world. Like, both you and your player, like, mm-hmm. the player behind you, the ghost in your machine. Like, what are you going to use to try to build it? Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, okay, well, I got to, like, I need summon fire elemental. Like, okay, you don't know that yet, so... Are you taking the whole group on a trip to like the flame plane to like go find one? That's like, awesome. What do you do? Like yeah. now it's a new adventure because mm-hmm. you decided you want a thing, but like you have to explain the steps, and then the DM can just sit mm-hmm. there and be like, "That could work," or like, "That's not how you make a castle move." Yeah, but keep trying. That's pretty <laughs> <Right>. good. <laughs> well, and, and I like the yes end of that. Yeah. Of like, yeah, you want a house moving castle? Go do these adventures that are self guided. Exactly. You know, it's it's that motivation yeah. to mm-hmm. do things. Yeah. And you don't have to always be an errand boy. Sometimes you can have the stuff you want. Exactly. And it could be they go and talk to the mage in the floating castle and say, hey, had you, well, I had to go and do this, and da 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 And then they, as they're, you know, it's not far away from this place where we're going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. yeah and talk like to the air elemental. Yeah. yeah. Like that can become the adventure, and that's super cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, just it, that way, like everybody's involved, and that would exactly. be, that would be amazing as a GM yeah. to have that happen. You're like, Oh my god, my, my my prep for the next six months it's is beautiful. done. Exactly. Well, it's finished. It's what I love about a sandbox. Yeah. Like, yep. oh, you came up with your own motivations and are doing your yeah, own things. It's yeah. so good. I'll tell you, I'll absolutely tell you what happens when you do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All you can do is like sprinkle it in sometimes when the player's like, yeah. oh, I don't know how to get like the legs to work mechanically. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I'll help out. Here's yeah, yeah. one NPC that like walks by on mechanical legs. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and then you just give them a beautiful Christmas gift and then like, let them figure out the rest of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now awesome. I want a moving castle. Yeah. I want it to be a tiny house. Oh, a tiny house moving castle so like only five people can fit in there exactly. and there's like a sixth person in your party that's like running behind to get this bullshit. <laughs> they can't all fit. It can't fit six fully armored adventurers. Oh, the armored adventurer is like holding on to one of the legs. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. bouncing. Yeah. Or, yeah. I just want a pocket dimension where I can put kids who are being annoying. That's weight like, box is dope. Yeah. 100% <laughs> I actually made weight box a different room in the house so they can li- like if they're being too like uh-huh. fiddly and like nice. s- like gross and terrible. I'm like, all right, you guys have to go walk to a place. Weight box. Go in the other room and go talk for ten <laughs> minutes about like the Overwatch event, and yeah. then I'll bring you back later. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I think. You know, embrace that. It's a super yeah. fun idea. I, I like the idea of the I like I like the difference. Like I, I'm a huge um, Stargate fan, so the ancients who like made all this technology that nobody's yeah. met yet, like nobody's gotten to that level yet, but they can like utilize it if they find it, so it becomes super valuable. Like yeah, that's an yeah, interesting yeah. thing. Because <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, then you get the, like the real world analog of like yeah people living in the dark ages where they're like, I can still see wonders from the world, but I do not know how yeah. to build that thing. Yeah. Because we lost math for like 500 years in Europe. I don't know. Yeah. We did. I don't know why that We happened. did. No, we were dumb. That was we dumb. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, uh, what, what I also just really like about that whole thing is the letting players figure shit out for themselves and figure out what they want. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and make, making your own stuff is the best stuff. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a big relief when, when a campaign hits a point where 
you're no longer coming up with the plot hooks. Yeah. Everything's sort of established, and the player's like, oh no, we've got plans yeah. now. Yeah. And yeah. Like, oh. We did yeah. that uh, five minutes into Monster Hearts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Five I minutes from that. And he just like, put her in a headlock and wrestled the plot away. I don't know if you guys just doing shenanigans is quite the same as you like having a direction. Is <laughs> it direction? Yeah. Shenanigans. Okay. Shenanigans. Are there? Are there? Is there a direction in Monster Hearts? Sex. Well, no. So, That's word. motivation. No. Word no, no, no. Actually, my character was was like going for that, and then like completely went off in, co- in a different direction I didn't expect, and it's very sweet and nice. Very cute. <laughs> I actually do adorable. like it. It was very adorable. Yeah. I'm a little worried about what Tappy considers sweet and nice. It was sweet and nice. Mm. They're going to play Scissor Me Timbers mm. in like an hour. <laughs> scissor Me Timbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, And I'll be in the chat and like, yeah, get it. Oh god, Scissor Me Timbers. <laughs> I've never even heard that before, and that's so good. Oh my god. Hey! <laughs> I got, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> props related horror story. Oh, thank you, uh, Stephen Sokol. Steve, yes. Oh, props. I, I had a prop also in Monster Hearts number one. Oh, I don't wow. know if you watched the game. And was it not a black right now? No, it was not a big black dildo. No, I made a friendship bracelet. It oh, was so sweet. Yeah, the whole chat like they were like. Did you make? It, did you uh, make it out of uh, rolled up chewing gum wrappers? No, no. I, I made it out of thread that are the colors of the Monster Hearts jersey plus red for blood. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I want one. Yeah, yeah. They're super into school spirit. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I, I, oh man, it was really hard to make. I had to like undo it and redo it like eight times because textile is it art is pla- not my Is thing. it the plastic stuff that you kind of loop around no, itself? No, that's a lanyard. Yeah. Different. I hate those. Lanyard. I made so yeah. many of them. It's where the there's like three or four of them, yeah. and you put them, yeah. and you yeah. loop yeah. them through each yeah, other. When I was completely ignored in, in like summer camp. Yeah, I made yep. a ton of those. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oodles of them. Oh, I, like I used to see people that would make them with like twelve bracelet. different strands, yeah, the and they yeah. have like different ones that loop yeah, around each other. Up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my God, I was like, what a useless thing. I mean, yes, but yeah, also useless. Yeah, but it was really great when you were bored in class. Oh my God, right? Yeah, props are great. Yeah, I like yes. them. So cute. Sorry. Who, like who, who should I go back to it since you guys each read a section? Mm, yes. This is you. It's your sure. turn now. Okay, right. you, re- you made the friendship bracelet. I think Tappy should read it. Oh, oh okay. never mind. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, dear Stucherinos and wine bags and all sorts. Woo-hoo. I want to be a wine bag. Okay, fair enough. Cool. Wine bag. Done. Yay! Yeah. I, yeah. I will be an all sorts. <laughs> Having recently joined the forums, I am still completely overwhelmed at the wealth of information in, and insights there. Welcome! Yay! I think I'm now the RAF captain. <laughs> I'm completely between inviting all my friends and not telling them at all. You can't understand that. No, and yeah. not telling them at all, <laughs> so you can just lay back and steal all the good ideas for my games. Go ahead. That's, that's the yeah. best. That's the retired yeah, 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 yeah. British so Army officer. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, here's somewhat of a conundrum. I love props. Wait, 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 before and I cannot lie. You cannot. <laughs> before you go, go back to uh, you're divided between inviting all your friends and not telling them. Invite your friends. Invite your friends to the. Floor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Invite them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, now yeah. continue. I love props. Me too. Uh, nothing. Nothing like a nice map of the area you're exploring. A newspaper article about what's going on. Or a few drawings of NPCs to help with immersion and making things feel quote unquote real. Or custom made ponies. 
What? Yeah. Didn't you do that in the game? I did. That's uh, so freaking cool. I did a lazy laser ponies game where I made individual ponies for each one of them. They were all different. That's so good. And it was the A team. So one of them was like a gold pony that had like a cigar. Yes. It was so fucking amazing. And like That's a mohawk. Amazing. I love laser ponies so much. Yes. Such a great game. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, ponies are quick. It's been a long time since we played laser ponies. It was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Been a long time since duties. Yeah. Uh, it's just the nicest thing to dig out a long-forgotten character sheet and find props collected during adventures, Aww. along with notes to, re- to relive some great memories. Yes. I've been playing with a GM who also loves props. Yay! Yay! Props to him. Yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, takes things a little too far. Uh-oh. Ooh. Oh, we're fighting now. Oh, that's, the, that's the bag of dildos. <laughs> wow, maybe that. Did he decorate the dildos? Are they customized for you? <laughs> Might be playing Fatal. Might <laughs> be playing Fatal. Oh, God. Don't play Fatal. Don't play no. Fatal. Don't, don't even read it. Don't, don't even, even try, try to read it. Really don't read it. If you don't know it. what we're talking about, don't look it up. Uh, on this dungeon crawl type adventure, we were in a room where a puzzle needed to be solved, which is all fine and good until the GM brought out his, his handmade actual puzzle and stopwatch to see how quickly we could put it together before bad things happened. Yikes. For me, this crosses a line. I want my character to do well, not me as a player. The other players seem quite into it, though. Of course, any role-playing went straight out the window as the barbarian with Intelligence 8 was a master puzzle solver as a player. Yeah. Right. I could have taken one of these for fun, but there were more riddles where the players needed to apply logical thinking sort things into the correct categories, show their knowledge, etc. My attempts at role-playing were frowned upon by the rest of the group. Quote, you need to help us. You can't just sit there and do nothing, end quote. Quote, Mm. but my character does not know anything about this, end quote. Quote, ah, come on, but you do just help us out here. You twit, end quote. Mm. Uh, My attempts at finding at least a link to the rules were blocked by the GM. Hmm. Well, my character has a history and occult lore. Do we get a bonus to solving this one, e.g. the first five pieces laid out? Quote GM. Oh, come on. It's not that hard. Just go ahead and try and solve it. Hmm. I understand the GM invested time into building his props. I also get where the fun comes from. I'd like a challenge, too. And outside of an RPG setting, would have liked some of the riddles and games and puzzles. But... In an RPG setting, I want to play my character, not myself. I can't fight with a sword. My character can. I can't do magic. My character can. I can solve a riddle. Maybe my character cannot. Still, I was the only one apparently having a problem with this. Am I the weird one here? Discuss. Axel from Germany. Oh, Not I should have done that in German bit. accent. No. Yeah. Well, no one would have understood no, goddamn anything. thing. Though. You're fine, Axel. This makes me very sad. I have feelings about this. Go. Do you never? Shocking. Like you never not. <laughs> um, what this reminds me of is old school gaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, old Player school skill. renaissance that happened. Yep. Um, and that whole idea, uh, Castles and Crusades, was that one that came back again. Mm-hmm. Um, Swords and wizardry because right. kind of similar. Uh-huh. Old D and D, right? And it's that idea of one of the things, and I could be getting this wrong because I know players in our form play this way. Um, but it, the idea is is that it's player immersion, mm-hmm. but not necessarily character. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the character is a set of tools a player gets in order to solve problems yep. or in order to interact with the world, not necessarily a 
personality that they play or don't play. Like mm-hmm. the the idea is, of course, my character would do this. I'm my I character. Right. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, and so it's it's a definite style of playing, like this barbarian who has intelligent ape being master puzzle solver doesn't have a lot of intelligence tools to help his master puzzle solving. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean that the player doesn't get to do the puzzle solving. It's it's again this very specific, this is not how I play at all. Mm -hmm. Like, this this is completely different, but I understand why people do this. Um, there's a board game called uh, Mansions of Madness mm-hmm. that is fantastic. You played it? Mm-mm. I don't know of it, though. Um, so it has these puzzles where some of them are like these slidey puzzles and some of them are like, remember Mastermind? Mm-hmm. Yeah! That yeah. old game. You do yeah. these Mastermind-like things, but it's all you solving these puzzles. Okay. And then you have characters that you're playing and some of them have like high like lore or intelligence or things like that or whatever. Um, if you have high lore, you get more chances to solve it. If okay. your character has low lore, you have less chances to solve it, but you're still solving it. Mm-hmm. Like, so the if you're playing a character with less lore, you have less tools to solve the puzzle right. mm-hmm. than one that has a higher lore, but it's still you solving the puzzle. That is that is a perfectly fine way to play these games, and it and it's like um, the idea of what would what would. Um, if I was Gandalf, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, if I was worrying about what Gandalf would do, it'd just play the same as the rest of the book. Exactly. It's right. what I personally would do as opposed to mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Gandalf would do. Yeah. Um, I like, I personally like playing the character. Like, instead of uh, uh, putting myself into the game, I put myself into the character. Sure, mm-hmm. right. Um, it's, 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 it's immersion. It's just a different kind of immersion. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen this happen a lot at um, at like conventions, at con games and one shots that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bill has done a, a couple of these where it was, it's almost... I, had like it, a gingerbread house or something. Yeah, they like they had to put like put something. So it's almost like um like a break, like an intermission activity. Mm-hmm. Like I think of it in teaching terms where it's like, okay, we're doing, you know, our in-depth learning and then we're going to do like a, a movement activity where so we can all kind of like... Reset. And, yeah, reset yeah. and then go back into it. So it actually works really well in things like that. Like that might be something really cool actually for your kids' game. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think I like that. You know, where it's something where it's like... And then and it also builds camaraderie at the table yeah. in a very quick way where if it's not there previously. Yeah. So even though you do come out of your characters, you, you get to do something, a task together. It builds that team feeling. So when you go back into those characters... So it can actually be very productive, very good use of time in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, you know, you do kind of have to do... It. If other people at the table are not being in character when they're doing it, which would be my personal choice. Like, if I was presented with a puzzle like that and I was my character's not good at puzzles, it would be super lame to, for me to be like, I'm not good at puzzles. I'm Like, I'm not saying that was lame as your choice, but I as a person would be bored if I'm like, oh, I can't help because I'm not good at puzzles. And just right. sit there and watching. Yeah. You, if you're super into your character and you're choosing to make... Like, that's a very different situation. But I, I think if other people are dropping their characters to solve that puzzle, like, go with the flow. <laughs> that I would be that. my choice because I, I like yeah. doing it. I think there's, like, an unspoken anxiety here that, like, their character is better at these things than they are. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, the, like, ability gap between, yeah. like... My genius wizard fucking yeah. Rubik's... Like, he's a walking Rubik's Cube, loves puzzles. I suck at them. 
So now I have to like live in this world where like I am stressed in a way that like is not fun for me. Right. Oh sure. So, yeah. 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 Like I can understand if you're dealing with the players like no 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 I come here because like I want to play a character that's super good at crossword puzzles and like I don't know a four letter word for like <laughs> hop. Yeah. And that's okay. Like I think there should definitely be more communication between the GM and the players to be like hey by the way. I want you, like, we're going to do something today that's going to require you to play from the top of your intelligence, not your characters. Mm -hmm. But I do like, like, I feel bad that it looks like Axel was, like, proffering ways in which to, like, integrate the way they had previously previously been playing this game. Yeah. And what the GM wants to do based on, like, a whimsy move of bringing in stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, I like the idea Mm -hmm. of playing a game where, like, the stats are modifiers to your real-world ability to do something. Yeah. And then maybe that's how you let a character with higher anxiety for solving a real-world puzzle. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if your character, like, Sir Rubik's of Cube, like, <laughs> has, like, 19 modifiers for this, like, we'll make it easier for you. And then right. they can be like, well, it's not that I'm bad at puzzles, but it's just I have all these stats to help me do it. And then everyone feels good about it. Because mm-hmm. then, like, the barbarian that, like, figures out the puzzle, even though, like, the player is smart, but the barbarian had, like, 19 things against them and only had, like, eight seconds to solve the puzzle, still does it. Like, mm-hmm. they feel as triumphant as a character who's like, I just wanted to solve it because my character would solve it. Yeah. Right. Like, and then everyone's happy. Right. So. Um, I, I had a game once when I was in high school, and super awkward, where I had a bard, because I love bards. Yay! And I had, like, a charisma of 17, but I was not charismatic. Oh, yeah, yeah. At all. But our GM was really charismatic and really quick like he was doing like some like stand up comedy stuff mm. and so all of his npcs were exactly like him oh uh, yeah and mm. i had a 17 charisma <clears throat> no that did not go well he didn't, le- <laughs> I'm a- he didn't let you roll no no he's like no 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 you just just talk oh i hate that like, mm. i was so bad about that <clears throat> no but he's so much Yes. I cast. Let no. me do this thing. <laughs> no, I can't. I cannot fast talk this guard because this guard is you. Yeah. <laughs> let me into the fucking castle. No. Let me into the, the fucking castle. castle. No. Let me into the fucking castle. No. Right. <laughs> and so that's one of the reasons I, why I like using skills for things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, there are people like this. Sounds kind of like they went into this person uh, really likes escape rooms. And you put the, the players yeah, in an yeah. escape room. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Right. And there's some people like that are really good at it, and I'm not. As good at that as other people. I hate those. Um, so much. I hate escape rooms. My, so uh, my brother did it once where they missed the first uh, clue mm-hmm. that was the the key for the coded message that came afterwards. Oh no! And so my brother, being having a doctorate in math, just broke the code. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, I so like that. That's like, wow, what this, really, this is a really hard escape room you've got here. <laughs> what do people do when they don't have PhDs in mathematics? <laughs> and so that's one of the reasons why I have a tough time with this, is yeah. because like I will never be my brother, and right. I will never have a PhD in mathematics, and I'll never be as into ciphers as he is. Right. Because, he, yeah, he could have a, a intelligence for barbarian mm-hmm. yeah. who could barely speak and break that code. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um... So I under I understand why people like playing this this way, mm-hmm. but man. but I mean think of it the other way. Like if you were playing a bunch of fucking flip wizards and it's like all right, in order to like scale the wall, go out and parkour your ass off. Like <laughs> no, I can't do a cartwheel. <laughs> this is awful. But this feels like the GM kind of being a dick and like 
like curving things towards like the perceived intellectual well, know, what side it, oh, that they have. Yeah. Or so, or yeah. like the person who's really good at puzzles, like, hey, I'm gonna make puzzles for my yeah, friend this who's is really my good problem. at puzzles. I yeah. love escape yeah. room stuff and I have to resist that urge constantly. That, mm-hmm. My guess is he he just came up with this idea and he spent a lot of time on it and he didn't want to spoil it. Exactly. I don't think anyone was in the wrong here. No, I just think it's different. Well, the GM was in the wrong, but their heart I was don't in the right he, place. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, he he was he wasn't doing it because I'm gonna. No. S- he wanted. He thought it would be fun for them to do it. Yeah, the GM right. isn't necessarily our fan, so like, fuck the GM, Axel's right. See, that, that, <laughs> well, I do. Great. I do agree Give with Axel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bet he listened to the episode where Bill talked about how amazing his puzzle was, and <laughs> like, right. that's one hundred percent happened on the show before. So I, I, I mean, it's a hundred. I, yeah. I, I think it's possible. I, I think I don't know if anyone's in the wrong here. I think the GM should have given them a heads up and like talked to them before they did something like this. Yeah. Like in a one shot, people show up and do weird things, and you're just mm. like. You know, going to well, do that. He probably thought it would be a surprise. Yeah. I, right. Even then, I, 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 am not going to vilify the GM. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that. I'm you know, kidding. The GM's fine. Just right. yes, um, I am. I'm going to use an example from just, my class this week. Actually. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, but before you start, can you okay. hand me the the bear face? <laughs> The what? Oh, bareface. Oh, yes. bareface. I got it. Oh, no, bareface. Okay, bareface. Sorry, we're opening beer. Do you want another Zima? No, I have a beer. <laughs> yeah. I had one. I had one Zima. That was. Do you want that Zima? Can I have a beer? Because I don't like want a Zima. This yeah, there's, there, there should be a couple more classes. in the fridge. So I, I tor- sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. I tortured my class this week because I showed up with my bazooki and we're studying the, the Gold Rush. Yay. So I brought and I, I taught them Gold Rush songs. So this is 100% in some of their wheelhouses. And some of them are just, like, mortified. Yeah. That there's music happening, that people are singing, that they're in fourth grade, and that, oh, my God, people don't sing in yeah, their lives. Right? So it took a while. And, and it's one of the things where I know some of them had absolutely no fun with it, but enough of them had fun with it that it was, like, worthwhile. And it was something that was different and out of their wheelhouse. And at least we tried it. Yeah. So I, I feel like I guess I, I'm I'm sympathetic to the GM because of that. Right. Like you're gonna try things sometimes that not everybody likes. Yeah. You did it in like good faith. You're like, hey, this is awesome. You know, at least you know this about this player now. Um, you know, the player didn't like it, and I totally think that their reasons, like you were saying, for not liking it are 100% valid. Yeah. But it's also like, hey, a lot of thought and effort kind of like went into this. Like, right. it, it, they did not bring it. To screw you over and right. not make you have that's fun. That's true. Like, exactly. Yeah. That's a good point. And I I'm think I'm just feeling... Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, no. Go ahead. I think I'm just feeling a little bad right. for a GM that clearly missed social signals of, I am uncomfortable. Yeah. Please right. do something to make me more comfortable. And then and said like, no. the GM was like, no, do my puzzle. Right. <laughs> I know you spent an hour bending a nail around another nail, yeah. but like, I'm going to actively oh. shit myself. Are you okay? Did you just die? Right. You know, I love the, the tavern puzzles. I yeah. love that. Stuff. Those are my shit. But like, I know that like they're my shit. Yeah. But I have to look them up on the internet to see. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll sit and fiddle with it for an hour before I'll do that. I will drag you guys to like eighteen oh my fucking escape rooms. Oh yeah, let's do I've that. Been, awesome. like, I've never been to an escape room. I don't. Wanna I know. I've, I know. Yeah, like I've the ones on your one phone. Either. I can't reach all the high oh. stuff for everyone. Let's go. <laughs> all right. And Matt, um, can we go? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I think I uh, I had another point and I don't remember what it was. Never mind. Go ahead. One of the things I, I completely missed your your kid story and I'm sad. It's okay. But um, I made kids sing. They didn't like it. Some of them. Did. Hey. Oh my darling, Clementine. Um, oh, no, it's not. Yeah. And we talked about how she drowns, and that's the sort of thing they faced while they were in the. the Wait, she drowned? Oh yeah, she died. Well, fucking spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. What is this shit? The song's Ruby 150 years old. <laughs> water, blowing I will actively cry. Don't stop it. 
Stop. You guys are monsters. And then he decides to date her his her little sister mm. at the end. <laughs> Look at the lyrics. It's terrible. It's a terrible song. <laughs> Only the dog's whimpering right now. Don't <laughs> my feelings. <laughs> All right. Um, oh. um, so one of the problems that I have with just like player knowledge in general is I'm playing what is now my favorite game, which is Monster Hearts. It's going to be this uh, Monday. Right. Stop! It's right not now. time to promo yet. It's not promo time. But not promo yet. I'll promo it again because amazing. <laughs> if I had my knowledge now of me back in high school, I would have been a god. Uh, oh oh right? sure, yeah. Oh my god. And so going back and playing a high schooler. You have to go back to that. Yeah. Wow, I'm really fucking awkward. Wow, yeah. I don't know how this works. Unless you were a gun oh, in high school. Sorry. Has <laughs> <laughs> it been that bad this I whole time? You. No. Okay. I uh, feel everything you're doing as like you are playing the like the sole minority in a sea of whiteness. <laughs> I grew up in Irvine. Yeah. Like, hello, I'm a chocolate chip in this boring ass cookie. Here we go. That token life. So like everything you're doing, I'm like, yup, <laughs> that forever. That. Oh, I had one more. Oh. Are we moving on from the email? Because I have one more thing to say about the. Email. No, keep going. No, are you no. Okay, go. No, no, no. We were just high fiving. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now plug the sh- the. No, no, I have no, to- no, not yet. Oh, okay, say your shit. Keep your thing about the email. Are you done with the email? Yeah, you have yeah. a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, one more thing. Okay, I'm also gonna call your your GM on their shit because I've been in this place. Um, there's been a couple times where I was subbing when I was a super young teacher, where I ended up subbing a class I was completely unqualified to teach. Man, subbing means something completely different in my world. No, yeah, no. no substitute. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> substitute. There's no safe word in school. <laughs> so that's one of the problems. <laughs> oh god. Okay. So when when you're GM, I'm like avocado on the playground. <laughs> Mute topic. No. <laughs> All right. So when your GM said, "Oh, come on, it's not that hard. Just go ahead and try and solve it," yeah. that was their BS way because they didn't know the first step. That is also probably why they didn't want to. When you were like, "Hey, could you put the first three pieces together?" Yeah. They probably weren't able to do it. Or the pieces are all mixed up. They didn't want to spend the time like going through and looking at it. Like yeah. I, I don't know what this puzzle looked like, but that is a hundred percent like the call sign of a teacher who doesn't actually know how to do something. Who's like, oh, keep working on that. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to call them on that. That they didn't necessarily say no to you because they were like they they wanted you to do it because they were they didn't want to help you. I, I you, think there's a, a chance that they said no because they couldn't actually help you. But if you made a puzzle, like if it's like a puzzle, like a jigsaw puzzle. You know what the picture was. Right, but are you going to go through, like, while the whole table's in there waiting? Could you put the first four pieces together? Are you going to start looking through all the pieces for the four you know go together? If you're solving a jigsaw puzzle in a D&D game, <laughs> fucking flip that I mean, table <laughs> and find it. Yeah. I mean, or, it's, or it's hard it to... My God. I don't know. Like, not knowing what this puzzle looked <laughs> like, it's so hard much. to... But right. I 100% recognize that phrase right. as, as bullshit of, oh, no, you can do this. I believe in you. Yeah. As, like... I've done that a lot. Of yeah, like right. Uh, I don't know physics. You yeah. got this. I think it's, I think it's important that you find this answer on your own. So let's go back and look at the pages. Yeah, when you're like reading ahead of the kids, yeah. like, I will learn this 0.5 seconds faster than you. Yeah. That's all tutoring it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I think there's a there's a high percentage chance that there was something like that happening in this too. So I don't know if they necessarily said no because they didn't want to help you, other than and, and were being a dick and like no ending you, yeah. but. I think maybe they should. Yeah, I think I'm just bristling at the no and. Yeah. Like, just no, 100%. give them a shot. Like, yeah, yeah. that's cool. 
Well, thank you, Axel, for the email. Yeah, yeah. And, super and good topic. Before we go on to plugging games, speaking of safe words, do you have a copy of our new CD, Atlas Ooh. Chugged? <laughs> I like nah. it. Oh, it's chugged. Atlas Chugged. Like shrugged, yeah. but a fine <laughs> drinking with drinks. This is good. It's for you. Oh, it's for me? Yeah. Yeah, sweet. This and the last the song on it's called ever. Safe Word. Oh, fuck, it is. <laughs> You want one? Yeah. I thought oh I gave you God, one already. It. No, it's I'll my you. birthday. Okay. You can give it to him tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you bring $5? Thank no. You. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, this is amazing. Oh, I don't get free CDs anymore. I'm going to bump this shit out of this <laughs> on the drive home. I'm yeah. excited. Thank you. Where awesome. can I find music like this if I wanted, oh. let's say, a digital version? Right now, you can only get it at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. However, mm-hmm. sometime in June, it will become available on all fine... E-tailers. Like iTunes and yes. Spotify? Uh, Spotify, that takes time. But yep. like iTunes, Google Play, or whatever Google's calling it now, Amazon Music, it'll be on CD all of those. CD Baby. Probably, yeah, I'm going to guess within the next four to six weeks. You re-recorded Agincourt. We re-recorded Agincourt. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that loud. I would have said that wrong the whole yeah. time. Our that king was, went far yeah. to Normandy. That is that is the the first time I ever heard the Poxy Boggards when yeah. I was a kid playing Warcraft Two. That was the first Poxy yeah. Boggards song we wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's, that's right. Awesome. Yeah, Bill singing sings it on yeah, yeah. On, Warcraft. on Warcraft, yeah. and, and I remember clicking on like the, the chapel yeah. over again. Yeah, because it's so cool. In Diablo, yeah. No, not in Diablo and Warcraft. Yeah, Warcraft. it's in Diablo Two, though, oh, it is? isn't it? Or not not Diablo Two, but Diablo as well. There's uh, one of the versions of Diablo that it's in there. They get you every time. I don't yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a. I don't remember. I might, I, I might be mixing my games. I don't know. I don't but know. I think, I don't know. Maybe. All right. Is that it? You done? So. Hey. Uh, it, uh, we, we got what's going on tomorrow? One shot Saturday. What? No, that's on the nineteenth. Yeah. What, what is uh, it? it can't Shadow be tomorrow Con? because I'm not ready. Yeah. It can't Shadow be tomorrow because I'm not ready. Is not ready. Tomorrow <laughs> is ShadowCon. Shadow uh, so check that out starting, I believe, at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. And then Sunday we've got Demigod! Demigod! With Demigod! So good. Um, and then Monday we actually have done For a- those of you who don't speak Shriek, that was Demigods. Yes. <laughs> it's a very, very, very good show. It's a- you should definitely good. watch it. Yeah, the it last time a boy had a baby out of his mouth, oh. face. <laughs> and that wasn't was like was burst a baby out of his mouth. That's what demi goddesses <laughs> sound like. I'm just they vomited say. a baby or like no. birthed a baby. Birth. Both. Out of his yeah, mouth. A little birth, he barfed, birthed a baby. Yeah. He borfed a baby. What about yeah. the teeth? <laughs> was he able to die? I mean, di- if, I mean, do you want to make a blowjob joke right now? Because, like, if every girl can avoid teeth, he can too. But no, but a baby's much larger than most penises. (laughs) A baby's head is, like, that big. Yeah, if I'm expected to unhinge my jaw like a cobra. Is that large? He can. And then a baby comes out. (laughs) I hope I said that quiet enough that, like, everyone's going to be like, I didn't really hear that on the podcast. (laughs) No. Everyone with children. They're fine with that. Oh, All right, and then what's happening on Monday? And then Monday we actually have done a switch. Usually it would be our Tales from the Loop game insert coin, but it has flip flopped and switched with Monster Hearts. So we've got Monster Hearts back to back. So Carefree High will be on Monday, and then mm-hmm. Tales from the Loop insert coin will be the next Monday after that. There and if go. we had a table that could fit eight people, you would do a crossover game. Oh my god, that I don't even want to. I saw the talk about <laughs> well, the that. Tales from the Loop are in college, yeah. and it's yeah. the nineties. Uh-huh. I have declared yeah. that it will be a crossover when everyone's legal, and it will be on Happy Jack's nights, and there will be butts everywhere. 
And I'm not even in the game. I'll just sit on the side and listen. Yeah. And then I don't have enough mic input. You're gonna have to share mics. Yeah, I know. I don't know what's gonna happen. We're gonna share something. Yeah. Uh, and then next Saturday, May 19th, is the next One Shot Saturday. Yay. I'll be running at 11. Tappy's running at 4. I'm running at 4, yes. Yes, it's is a, it, there's, But there's a Wednesday game too, right? And this week, yes, it will be Spaniard's, Spaniard's Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. So that is our Savage Worlds. Is that uh, the penultimate pa- one? Penultimate, yes, I believe it's the penultimate. Ju- I just put up 13, so this would be 14? Y- well, no, yes, but so they, I think it'll be the penultimate one. Okay. So, And we're going to have a bunch of new games starting fairly soon. Brilliant. Okay, trickling in, though. Okay, fire it off. Do it. Thank you for joining us for season 21, episode 19 of Happy Jake's Everything Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Happy. I'm a Bria. And happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yay! Yay! Happy Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Abria. Happy birthday to you. I've never heard that song so good before <laughs> to me. Thank you. Like, it doesn't normally sound like someone just barfing out of me. That's singers. amazing. Yeah, singers. that was fucking dope. Like, this will be, oh shit, they're singers. Cool. Okay, back to the song. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 21, episode 19 of Happy Chicks Urgent Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm, I'm still Kimmy. I'm still Tappy. I'm a inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Yep. Uh, on Friday at happyjacks.org slash live. And uh, thank you very much. If you're going to come out to the fair this weekend, uh, buy your CD. It's out. And the wife's new CD will be out this weekend, too. <laughs> it is my understanding. Come one, come all is the name of it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a bukkake yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's good. That's good. I, I grok. I got you. Right. <laughs> thank you very much. We'll leave the song.
shit has come to light why problem make when you know problem have you don't want to make 